Welcome to the Impact Church Podcast. Today we're talking about kingdom sacraments. We're going to define what a sacrament is. We're going to define what it is to be in a new covenant. See, God cut a deal with God. He didn't cut a deal with you. He cut a deal with himself. God, the Father, and God, the Son, cut a deal. And you're in the subscript. All you have to do is believe. And when you believe, you follow through with the sacraments, you're baptized in water, and you practice the Lord's table. We're going to talk about the benefits of these kingdom sacraments today. Let's get into the sacraments. This is something we do, and there's sacraments we have as a church. There's two that we practice. And really, when you come to Jesus, if if your conversion doesn't lead to a baptismal tank and to a communion table, you haven't finished the act. You need to finish it. Doesn't mean he doesn't love you you're not a child of God, you're not born again or whatever that means to you, but to continue in your discipleship and to grow in what God wants you to be, that should always lead to a baptismal tank and to a communion table. And those are two sacraments we have. Who knows what a sacrament is? I defined it for you here on the screen so you can look. Here's what it is. It's Latin from oath of allegiance. It's a right belief to be a means or a visible form of grace. A deposit by two parties seeking to secure justice. That's a sacrament. A deposit by two parties seeking to obtain or secure justice. I like that. That's what sacrament means. So think about two parties. What's God's part? God offers you grace. God, this is, see, God is merciful. That means you don't get what you deserve. God is merciful. He delights in showing mercy. You don't get what you deserve. It says his mercies are new every morning. You don't get what you deserve. But grace is getting what you don't deserve. It's not just not getting what you do deserve. Grace is where you get all these benefits for no other reason except God is nuts about you and he loves you. And see, that's what we practice with these sacraments. That's where we're embracing the goodness of God and that God is for me. So God has made this promise. And all my responses, here's your response. You got to get to church every week. You got to pray like never before. You got to read your Bible. You got to give, give, give till it hurts. No, that's rubbish. Here's your part. You ready? Here's your part. God gave everything and you just got to say yes. Yes. You see, God's part is he is unbelievably gracious and he's going to pour unmerited love, unconditional love and favor on you like wave after wave of his goodness. That's the good news about God Almighty right there. That's the good news. And what is your part? Faith. What is faith? Here's the interesting thing about God. God even imparts to you the very faith to believe. The faith to say, I received. The faith to say, thank you, even comes from him. And you just blurt it out and say, I believe. I believe, I believe. That's a sacrament. So 1 Corinthians 10, 11 says, now these things happen to them as an example, and they are written for us as instruction on whom the end of the ages are. So that was about Moses and those people. It says Moses passed through the sea, and they passed through the sea with him, and there's a lot of discussion in the Old Testament, a lot of type and symbolism. It says they were baptized into the sea, and they were all baptized into Moses and in the cloud. Baptized into Moses and in the cloud. Baptized in water and baptized in the Spirit of God. So baptism, let's talk about baptism real quick. Baptism is not a ritual to be performed, but it is a dynamic that must be a present day and continuous reality. 
You're not just getting wet today to publicly say, I believe in Jesus. Something is going to happen today in your life that is a living, real, powerful dynamic that will be with you forever. You're not, I got baptized once, but today, I confess today, I do. I was baptized in water. I was alive and I was buried with Christ and I was raised in his power and authority. I died with him in baptism. I was raised with him in life. I am in absolute one union with God. I am a baptized believer and the dynamic of what that means is alive in my life today. 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 So go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Baptize them. The word baptized is a Greek word. It was never translated into English. The word baptized means to pickle, to saturate. So have you been pickled lately? There's a transformation that takes place where you are saturated and the nature of God and a union takes place between you and God, baptized in union with him. Baptized is to immerse, to submerge, to bathe, to overwhelm, to pickle. You can go look it up yourself. You can fact check me right now. You can Google it. To overwhelm, to pickle, to produce a permanent change. So it's not just getting wet. It is an identification and a union. Say union. It's a union with Christ that results in genuine change. In Exodus 14, to 23, it says, So the children of Israel went in the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters were a wall beside them, uh, and they went through, right hand and left hand, water separated, they went through on dry ground, and the Egyptians pursued them. Now the Egyptians and Pharaoh are a type of the enemies of this world. They're a type of depression. They're a type of, uh, you know, a lack of health. They're a type of, uh, of poverty. There's, there's things that pursue you, things in this world that that are still active in this world. And Pharaoh and the Egyptians were a type of keeping people in slavery and keeping people captive. Remember the verse I read? These things are examples to us. These things are instructions to us. And Moses brought the people of God out of captivity. And you see, Jesus has his congregation. Moses had his congregation. He brought them out of captivity, brought them out of bondage, and he brought them into the purposes of God. So the same way, we look at this. It says, and the Egyptians pursued them and went after them into the midst of the sea. All Pharaoh's horses, all his chariots, and his horsemen. Say all. You know, every single thing that has tried to get a hook on you, every bit of pain, every word that was spoken over you that is wrong, anything that wasn't fashioned and formed from God himself to shape your life, it's removed from you in the tank. I just get wet like that and it's all gone. Just like they were baptized into Moses and they came up on the other side, every enemy of their soul came pursuing them and when they got up on the other side, the waters, and it said, these enemies, you will never see them again. And they were all, all pursued and all were destroyed. And you see, Jesus at the cross openly destroyed every demonic oppression, everything in this cosmos that is adverse towards you. It is removed, every hook in you, every place, every legal right he may think that he has to oppose you. It is gone, and who the Son sets free is... Free indeed, totally free, boom. So Exodus 14, 28, then the waters returned, covered all the chariots, the charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh, and all of the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea, not a single one survived, and you won't see one of them again. Colossians 2, 10 and 12, so you also are complete through your union with Christ. You are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. He's dealt with every single situation that would try to oppress you or oppose you. God 
is good. Do you believe God is good? Do you believe he has good plans and good thoughts for you, every one of you? He absolutely does. But there's a, a world, there's, there's forces in this world, there's things, broken things in this world that are adverse to us, but Jesus came to bring a new kingdom, to bring a new reign and a rule that you can now step into his kingdom and step into his reign and rule. Vance stepped into a completely different transition and he's watching every day his life being put back together. It's amazing stuff. For when you were buried with Christ, you were buried in baptism in this way, in this way, in baptism, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. So everything that was adversely introduced into this world, it has been destroyed in your union with Christ. So Jesus on the inside and the blood covers me on the outside. I'm baptized into Christ. I'm in union with him. I'm free from bondage, free from accusation, free from oppression. Jesus caused an exodus and he brings you into freedom. Amen. Now, if you're getting baptized and you haven't changed to get ready for baptism, you should go do that now. I think a lot of you are ready to go, but we're going to step into communion. Can you say communion? This is one of our sacraments as well. So hopefully you've got a some sacraments there. We package them like this. Isn't that amazing? We've advanced to a place where we get it pre-packaged for you, so it's already there. Listen, if you don't have one and you need one, if you don't have one and you need one, I think there's some ushers looking around, and if you don't have one and you need one, could you put your hand up, because we'll get you one. You don't have one and you need one. Does anybody see a hand? All right, make sure everybody's got one. So communion, this is our other sacrament. In Exodus, again, types and shadows, all these things written for us. Then they shall take some of the blood, they'll put it on the two doorposts, on the lentils of the house in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted in fire with leavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Now this is when they came out of Egypt. When they came out of bondage, every household had to get a lamb. That lamb represented Jesus. Jesus is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. Isn't that great? So they were, this was a type, this was a foreshadow of what was going to come. And so the Jewish people still practice Passover today. Sadly, though, they don't realize Jesus is the fulfillment of that Passover, but they still do it today. They're still expecting there's going to be a Messiah who comes. But Jesus is the fulfillment of that. Jesus is the Lamb of God. So they took the blood of the Lamb and they put it over the doorpost, and that meant the destroyer had to pass over. You couldn't destroy anything where the blood was applied. See, when you come to Jesus, you are saying, I believe that what happened on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection completely set me free and gave me new life. And when you believe that, boom, the blood of Jesus is applied to your life. So the blood, say the blood. I know it's crazy. Sounds creepy, doesn't it? It's a bloody religion. You know, but, but it's the blood of Jesus that sets us free. The blood was put on the doorpost, then the whole lamb, every bit of it, they couldn't leave any out. So don't get a big lamb if you got a small household because you got to eat the whole thing. So they had to eat the whole lamb, every bit of it. So you got the blood of Jesus on the outside, you got the lamb of God on the inside. You're covered on the outside, you're covered on the inside. You got Jesus all around you, in you, every single way you are covered. All right, the Passover, the lamb on the inside and the blood covering. And the Passover, Colossians 1, Christ in you is the hope of glory. You see, when you come to Jesus, he doesn't become your God and he's out there somewhere watching over you. He literally takes up residence in your life. Jesus went and now the Holy Spirit came and he says, I've been with you, but when I send the Holy Spirit, he's going to be in you. So I am now the address of God. You want to know where God is? Right here in this belly. That's why mine's a little bigger than some. <laughs> I can see Jesus in you. I know he's sticking out a little bit, but... 
but it's Christ in us, the lamb and the, and the blood covering. Revelation 1.5 says to him who loved us and washed us from our sins with his own blood. Jesus laid down his life. Life was in the blood. It was life for life. He laid down my, his life for my life, and now he qualifies to be my savior, and I accept I accept right now in Jesus' name. He's my Lord, my Savior, the one who has freed me and loved me, filled me with the Spirit. I'm his forever. Hallelujah. I am condemned to a life of constant victory. No apologies. Amen. Luke 22, 19 to 20 says, and he took the bread and he gave thanks. He broke it and he gave it to them. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup after supper saying, this is the cup of the new covenant. A new, say new covenant. See, there was an old covenant, but there's a new covenant. Which one are you in? New. Amen. A lot of people still stuck in the old, sadly. It's a new covenant in my blood, which was shed for you. Covenant. What does covenant mean? It's a solemn agreement between two parties for the purpose of creating and maintaining a successful relationship. It's an agreement between two parties for the purpose of creating and maintaining a successful relationship. I was with Joey and Jen. Actually, I wasn't at the wedding. I had to do a funeral that day. But my wife did the wedding, and I showed up later to just be a part of the party. Yeah, let's get my dance on. You know, but, but you know, they made promises to each other. They made a covenant. You walk down an aisle between two bodies of people. You walk through that situation. You make oaths. It's really a covenant meal. But you know what? In the covenant that is yours, the new covenant, two parties made a deal in the new covenant. Are you ready? Two parties. Two parties. God and God. Not God and man. It wasn't, I'm going to make a deal, and then you've got your part to fulfill. Religion keeps on saying, God did his part, now you've got to do your part. See, but here's the beautiful thing about the good news of Jesus Christ. God cut a deal with God, and he said, if you believe, you get all the benefits of my agreement. So God the Father cut a deal with God the Son, and they made a deal that, Son, if you go lay down your life for them then the Spirit of God will be able to live in them and they will qualify for every single benefit and every inheritance as my sons and daughters because you and I are going to make a deal on their behalf. So it's not based on your ability to perform. It's not based on your ability to be a good person. It's only based on your ability to say, thank you. Can anybody say thank you? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that good news? Instead of come to Jesus and then try to stay in his good favor. Make sure you behave yourself every week, you rotten, dirty sinners. That's not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus and the Father made a deal because you couldn't do it for yourself. You couldn't help yourself. You were too broken to make the change. So Jesus lived a full, complete, righteous life on your behalf. And because he lived that full, righteous life, when his life was taken, he qualified to say, devil, now my life covers everyone. See, because there was no reason for me to die. I was absolutely perfect. The wages of sin is death, and I had no sin in me. So now I qualified to take the sin of the whole world so that I can say past, present, and future, the sins of every human being is gone, forgiven in Jesus' name. And here's what you say. Thank you. Did anybody successfully sin on the way to church today? I see that hand. Thank you. Yes. All eyes closed, heads bowed. Another hand. Thank you know what? 2,000 years ago, he saw that. He covered that too. And what do you say to that? Thank you. That's what it's all about. All right. Embrace restored benefits. You ready? Health and prosperity. Psalm 105, 35. He says, he also brought them out. 
Moses brought them out. He brought them out of captivity, brought them out with silver and with gold, and there was no feeble among his tribe. The first Passover was a shadow of the one we enjoy right now. And tell me, if the first Passover had good benefits, do you think the next one should be better? Let me ask you that again. If the first covenant had benefits, don't you think the new covenant should have better? If the covenant that was based on the blood of a lamb and sheep and goats and all that stuff had benefits, don't you think the covenant that was written in the blood of God's own son would be better? Well, if it was a shadow, and look, I can cast a shadow, a pretty big shadow. There's a shadow. You know, the shadow is not me, but the shadow says there's something there. And the shadow of the old covenant says there's something there. And what's there in the new is a real deal. It's the absolute manifestation of God's heart for you. And if the old covenant had health and prosperity, guess what the new covenant has? Better. And that's not my idea. That's not my concept. That's not, oh, that's what that church is all about. No, that's what the gospel's all about. Hello. I don't, I don't want to be blessed, you know. I don't, I don't want a life of health, you know. I don't mind going to the hospital. And thank God for the hospital. Thank God for that. I've driven lots of people there, took myself there a few times. But there's a wonderful gospel. It's a gospel of life, of health, of peace, of blessing. And that's what we celebrate when we come to the table. Are you ready? Right, push, push down on your lid. All right, you released the wafer. Boom, that's tough, isn't it? I almost sinned trying to get the wafer out. <laughs> How many know it's okay? It's okay. How many know that this is not a sad meal, it's a happy meal? Yes. McDonald's does not own this. The church owns this. We got the happy meal. There's no prizes, though. <laughs> no, just Actually, there's not. There's benefits. So the body of the Lord, Jesus Christ and his body took every sin, past, present, and future. Even the ones in the future, future. He took other ones you committed yesterday. Done. And in his body, he also took lashes. He took stripes. And in the Bible, three times, it says, by his stripes, we will be healed. By his stripes, we are healed. And then it says, by his stripes, we were healed. Past, present, and future, he's got us covered in every way. By his stripes, we were healed. And so he took all sin, took the consequences of sin, took every single bit of it, so that we can partake right now in remembrance of him. And he wants us to do that, not because he forgot, but he wants us to remember the benefits. He wants us to do it regularly so we can come and revisit the fact that thank you for my healing. Thank you for my freedom. Thank you that you healed my broken heart, delivered me from oppression, delivered me from depression, delivered me from all those things. So who needs freedom today? We eat for the full manifestation with an expectation that he delivers on his faithfulness right now. Right now you are healed. Right now you are set free. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God I had a water chaser with that one. So. <laughs> the blood, the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of a new covenant. 
He made a deal and I'm in it and by faith I drink to the power that's in the blood, the power to deliver and to manifest his life. He came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Oh, I just want life, the abundant part, don't worry, just get me in. No, he wants to give you life more. I love God, don't you? He doesn't say just abundant life. He says more abundant life. I don't know what more abundant than abundant is, but I'll have some. And I'll drink to this wonderful new covenant in his blood. In Jesus' name, let's drink together. Amen. Amen. Amen.